Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. And on our latest show, we talk about the end of the SAG after strike, the Marvels, the ongoings about what's going on with GTA 6, which is a possibility for a trailer as early as next month, plus also as well, The Beatles, Taylor Swift, and more. So go ahead and check it out today, wherever you get your podcast. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, where we cover NFL Week 10. Go ahead and check out my thoughts, along with Chris Lardieri, right there for you. Joe Soro, he is in tr- he's in route. He's in route to Phoenix. I don't know if he's got there yet. He was in our chat real briefly right there for us at Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. So hopefully he's got to Phoenix safely. You can go ahead and check him out today. He's probably whooping and hollering right there for himself as Oxide247 at LakersBall.com. Our good friends, Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet, you know they've got some smiles on their faces. I can't believe that all, all of us will probably be shouting Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish for the next uh, few hours indeed. But you can go and hear them talk about Cam Reddish at Lakerholics.com. Our good friends as well. Big shout out to, of course, Lakers in Five, Empire Jeff TV, Daniel Barry Sports Highlights, and also as well the John McCallion channel. Go ahead and support them today. And speaking of supporting, please, if you're on Facebook, like and follow. Be one of the thousands of viewers that are going ahead and checking us out on Facebook. Or if you're on YouTube, hit the little BDI Joe right below Stone Hansen. And you can go ahead and click on that, and you'll be notified every single time out for us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And last but certainly not least, I want to go ahead and big give a big shout-out. Please, all your thoughts and prayers out there for my good friend, Magic Man Sean Grice. Uh, just had to, could not be on tonight. Uh, had to deal with some stuff off-air here. So my thoughts and prayers are with you, my friend. Hopefully everything is going to go well and going to go your way. And you know what? Whenever you're ready, you come back on to us here at the Lakers Fast Break, my friend. Always appreciate your help and always appreciate everything you do. And last but not least, please go ahead and join us for each game. Great time. And Stone Hansen and Laker Nick get the big 
game balls along with Cam Reddish for holding down the fort tonight while I was at a memorial service. You know, I couldn't be too loud. I couldn't talk or anything, but people were checking me out on the game. What's the score of the game, Gerald? Well, you know, it's actually this right here, this right here. So I was trying to show them the playback. Join us, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Stone and Laker Nick did an outstanding job, and I'm so blessed to have them by my side tonight for playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. So go ahead and join us. Join in the fun each game at Playback. Tell you what, the Lakers heading into the final game of a road trip, headed to the Valley of the Sun in their first game of the vaunted in-season tournament. Woohoo! NBA Cup time, everyone. And I'll tell you what, more important was that the Lakers, after an embarrassment, a dumpster fire in Houston, had to get on the right track, coming in with a 3-5 and five record, facing up against a team, having Bradley Beal back for the Suns, having KD there. Devin Booker was not there. He's still out with his injury at the calf. So I will say that the Lakers come in shorthanded. The Suns came in shorthanded. What would happen? Well, unfortunately, we got off to another poor start in the first quarter. Again, down in the first quarter, climbing uphill throughout the game. But with a strong charge in the fourth quarter, the very beginning of the fourth quarter, the Lakers took charge and took command. As Aussie said, it got to the point where he didn't even know how and we didn't even know how the Lakers got into the lead, and yet they still maintained the lead throughout the fourth quarter. And my gosh, LeBron James, who at one time had 27 points in only 24 minutes, he actually finished up with 36 minutes on the game, 32 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. AD, 18-11 and 11 with a block shot and 4 assists. The big surprise is Austin Reeves, not in the starting lineup. He's demoted to the bench, but came back strong today. 15 points, 7 assists. D'Angelo Russell had 19 and 9 assists, but it was Cam Reddish. Or as Joe would say, Cam Reddish! In one of his rants like he did, as you can see below. You know what? After the despair of the missed shot in the final seconds in Miami, you thought this kid's confidence was shot. Well, this was a day for him to regain some of that confidence back. A 15% three-point shooter heading into today's game. Cam was five for eight from behind the line. All corner threes, 17 points. Played pretty good defense at times on, on Kevin Durant. And the Lakers pull out a miraculous fourth quarter to beat the Phoenix Suns as both teams are now four and five, 122 to 119. And here today to go ahead and talk about this great victory, such a great friend of the show, told him he's always welcome back anytime. Everybody out there in the chat, try to get him to come on as much as he can more often. Try to convince him the power of influence there power of influence go ahead it's okay it's okay it is a good man indeed it is stone hansen stone great to have you here looking forward to a great conversation with you my friend it went the first quarter and i heard your uh, so funny because i'm at the memorial service i can hear everything that you're saying about the lakers and it's all true during the first half of the game it was not pretty. It was looking like it was going to be another one of those games. But the Lakers, with they started with that fourth quarter surge 
And as soon as they got that going, it seemed like they it never went downhill. Yeah, uh, great to be back. Thanks for having me, first of all. But um, yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's another one of these real close games, Gerald, and it's uncomfortable because I'm as happy as I am to get the win, which I am. Um, you know, every win is a good win, but um, to be in these situations, game in and game out, uh, it's going to take its toll eventually. Um, you have, you know, uh, it, having to do this every single game is just, it's going to be tough on the players, especially going into the playoffs. Um, that's a lot of, you know, stressful situations and a lot of uh, usage and, and miles you're putting on LeBron um, having to essentially carry this team. Um, Le- Le- when LeBron sits, uh, this team goes into sort of a breakdown. Uh, it- it's clear and it's evident, and you need LeBron out there. The catch-22 is LeBron's old, and uh, you want to preserve him as much as you can for the playoffs. Of course. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm-, I'm happy. I'm ecstatic that we got to win, uh, I think, you know, if we can get back to 500 after next game, that would be that would be great. And we simultaneously uh, brought the Suns down a loss, so we're tied with them, um, standings wise, or I don't know about standings wise, but record wise at least. Um, yes. So it's and a, we took it, a vaunted one and zero record in this NBA Cup, my friend. Let's not forget that. <laughs> yeah, the the the. Um, the coveted NBA cup that everybody's looking for. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think it's a big win because like I said, not only do we get a win, but we prevent, we, we bring the suns down a little bit. So uh, being able to do both at the same time is, is a pretty good deal. Once again, it is the Lakers. Uh, they win one twenty two to one nineteen in Phoenix uh, here today is someone who's trying to adjust his camera as we speak on air. Uh, good man indeed. It is Joe Soro after traveling the long trip from Temecula to Phoenix. Great to have you here, my friend. You've got to be happy that Phoenix is not a happy town outside of Laker fans right now after a Laker victory. It's an it was an interesting game. I was having a lot of cocktails, hanging out with fam, and then all of a sudden they started raining threes. I felt like I was watching the Golden State Warriors play. As soon as they took the one-point lead on Austin Reeves' layup, I really started going, holy crap, they might actually do something here. And then the last, I think, what was it, four minutes plus, started getting a, a good feeling that maybe they started getting that momentum to, to take this home. Uh, obviously, the five, was it five offensive rebounds before they got the score on the corner three? Yeah. That was probably the dagger in the end. And we were used to seeing that happen to us the first eight games. So it was... Even <clears> in the first three quarters, Joe. Look, looking at, looking at this game uh, as an outsider, not looking at it as a Laker fan, uh, whatever... Uh, Adam Silver and the the minions or the stooges have put together here. It's looking like they're sitting back going, yep, I think this is starting to work. Uh, so you guys are going to have to get used to this stupid in-season in, in, in tournament because there's some kind of thing going on here that can feel that, it's, that that's happening. And it felt like a playoff game. 
This felt like a playoff game. And Stone, you're right, because I was thinking this the entire second half. I'm like, I get that this is entertaining. I am enjoying the game. But Jesus Christ, if this is what it's going to be the next, what, 74 games, these guys are going to be pretty much dead at the end of the year. So we can't really do this. We can't have these games go like this, even if we want to be entertained. Lakers are going to have to get some kind of, they're going to have to figure out some way where they're in the next couple months where they have at least eight to 10 games where they're winning, you know, handedly. Otherwise, I don't know what's going to happen here. We're going to be entertained. We're going to see some good basketball, but at that, and, and again, good basketball is always relative, but they're, they're, this is not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work for the long haul. We're trying to win a championship here and, this was uh, this was a playoff game in freaking November for for God's sakes. It was nuts. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win one twenty two to one nineteen. Stone, when it comes to what you saw in that fourth quarter, I, I don't know if it was just major adjustments by Darvin Ham. He did make his major adjustments by again uh, changing up the starting lineup for the team with Austin Reeves coming off the bench. Do you think that was? Uh, part of the key as far as him coming off the bench, providing and helping out as far as playmaking for LeBron when he was out. But when they came in the fourth quarter together and started really doing a number and be able to pass the ball around, I saw more movement in that fourth quarter, which I really thought was a key. And obviously the movement led to some really wide open looks for Cam Reddish, who finally hit some shots from the outside. Yeah. In regards to, Reeves coming off the bench. I think it's yet another catch 22 for the Lakers, right? Where uh, I think you Reeves is not cutting it um, currently. Uh, He did, he did play well tonight, but prior to this um, for the majority of games, he's not been cutting it. Uh, He gets abused defensively. I think that's probably the main reason, but you, you want Reeves to play better. And I think a large portion of why he isn't is, is probably due to confidence uh putting him on the bench probably isn't helping that um but on the flip side you have to play who's helping you win um and currently Reeves isn't doing that so there's there's pros and cons to it like most things um that you have to weigh and ultimately uh you know Ham decided to weigh it the the, the way that he did uh I think it is I'm not by no means. I actually think Reeves should come off the bench currently. Uh, I don't think Cam Reddish is the answer. He was tonight, clearly. Um, I don't think we can rely upon Cam to be this guy for the foreseeable future from game to game. Um, I mean, this is, you know, one of the best shooting nights of his career. He had a fantastic defensive performance. He's been one of our better defenders this year. Uh, I'm not sold on that lasting once Vando comes back. I think, I think once Vando gets back, we we don't really see Cam in the rotation anymore. Um, I think uh, it, it's a good move to bring Air off the bench and play bigger. I just don't think Cam is the guy I want replacing him. Uh, I think I'd I'd rather go with Rui here, um, or maybe even Wood, depending on the matchup, and play bigger um, without that guy being Cam. He played great today, uh, not denying that. I don't think anybody can deny that, but uh, I, I don't want to rely on Cam Reddish shooting five threes uh, 
night in and night out to keep us afloat and win us games because um, I don't think it's sustainable. Uh, I agree with you. And I, that's that's 100% true, Stone, because we talked about it on playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. You know, when it comes to the amount of chances, both him and Max Christie, because Rodell, who's in our chat now, emails and let us know about what's going on between the fight for, for minutes between Max and and also as well what we see with Cam Reddish. The thing is, though, Cam Reddish, Max, whichever one you play, one of them is bound to get, bound to have a good game offensively. Neither of them, neither of them have had a, anywhere near a decent game offensive the entire year. So it's bound to have it, and, and it's bound to happen. And I'm just glad it happened now, when we need it the most, instead of like in a blowout, you know, like when in Houston and whatnot, that it happened now for them. Uh, Joe, uh, again, when it comes to what you saw tonight. Z in our chat on playback was, uh, you know, and rightly so, defending uh, the fact that we need to stick with a big lineup. I'm still not happy with the defensive rebounding at times. There's still too many offensive rebounds for the other team, too many second chance points for the other teams. I, I think it was, what, 12 to 4 at one time, Stone, early on, as far as the second chance points. It was it was not advantageous at all for the team. They get, they get down by that and really starts to hurt hurt the hurt the Lakers and you know just got them going uphill again but your thoughts on playing these big lineups because so far for the season anytime they've done it it's paid off all right folks there's something we need to clear up here and it's something that's gonna make sense two out of the last three games who did we not have towards the end of the game that helped the defense who's one specific player I know Stone knows it who do you guys know Go ahead, Stone. Stone knows. Well, to be completely transparent, I didn't watch the last two games. I've only watched this okay. one. So um, I'm going to guess Reeves, Williams, though. Keenan Williams said it. D'Lo is wasting, oh, D'Lo. Is wasting okay. space. So there's this two out of the three games where D'Angelo Russell was not in at the last, let's say, few minutes of the game. Um, and look at the defense. Look how they were able to make stops in, in, in opportune situations. So the Lakers have, are probably going to have to make a decision here in the next month on what they're going to do with D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell might not be someone they can roll with. It's just it's just, it's becoming reality at this point right now. We're going to give it another couple of weeks, but it looks like it's not going to work. LeBron went back to point guard mode. When LeBron was point guard mode full-time, he won an assist title and a title. Now, the the unfortunate thing with that is we're going to wear him out now in his 21st season. So this is going to be a very weird season. I don't know what's going to happen at this point, depending on what they decide to do. If they decide that they're going to try to do anything that's going to keep LeBron or AD at bay to just, you know, keep them fresh, it's going to risk wins during the regular season and will it will will it risk wins enough to where the lakers are not going to place themselves in a situation where i think they're going to need at least one round where they have home court advantage which means they have to have the at least one of the top four seats it's it's going to be a very difficult season to navigate we're going to be here talking about this every single game because we don't really know where this is going to go but we understand where it'll go if lineups are set up a certain way but i do know this at this point i really believe in the next few weeks 
we're probably really going to know 100% on whether D'Angelo Russell should be on this team. Because when he's on that court, he cannot play defense. And every time he's been off it, they've played relatively well defense. And the difference between this game and the last game that we've talked about this is that Cam Reddish missed the last one, and then he made these ones. That's the difference. But at the same time, the one thing that is the same is that the defense got better. So we have to, the, the, I shouldn't say we, the Lakers are going to have to make a decision here on where they're going to go this season with D'Angelo Russell. It's looking like they're going to have to figure out a way to get something for him. I don't know who's going to take him. I don't know how that's going to go. But I think that right there right now, other than Darvin Ham's issues, and the thing is with the Darvin Ham issues is I don't think we're going to be able to solve that problem no matter how much we gripe. But we can solve the problem with D'Angelo Russell. There is something we can do there that might be able to bring something back that might have ha- that might have some value. I don't know what it would be. I don't know if it's a defensive player. I don't know if it's a draft pick down the road. But it just doesn't look like Ant- um, D'Angelo Russell is going to work with this particular team. So that's going to be the one thing I'm going to keep my eye on on that. On that note, again, I want to thank you guys for having me on. I did want to get on real quick. I, I am obviously out of town, uh, and I did want to, you know, get on because it was a, a, a very you know again I, I from a basketball standpoint this was a freaking amazing game I, I uh these you know regular season games sometimes don't get enough credit for being entertaining and memorable this was a memorable game in terms of two greats going at it in LeBron James and Kevin Durant so let's give credit to to both players and Got to give credit to the NBA because this in-season tournament game was probably the best game I've seen. I even though I haven't watched a lot, but this was the best one they've had so far. And it's looking like if this is the kind of stuff they're going to see, then we're going to have to get used to this in-season tournament type stuff. So, again, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, again, uh, my heart, my 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 soul, and my, my love for, for Sean. Uh, he had a family situation that happened today, uh, something that I, I can definitely relate to. I won't say what it is because I don't want to discuss that without his permission, but it was something that's very important and, and I and definitely relate to. Sean and I are going to talk tomorrow morning. I told him to get some rest. We're going to talk tomorrow morning and then yeah, I'm I spoke, sure, to, I spoke uh, to him during the game. So yeah, yeah. and I'm sure, and I'm sure, uh, you know, he'll, he'll address the situation when he f- sees fit. We love you, and uh, you know, hope, hope hope you get some good sleep tonight. And in the meantime, again, guys, Stone, I, I I can't tell you how much I love when you're here. I wish you could be here all the time. I absolutely value your your knowledge and your expertise because you're one of the few guys that actually knows what the freaking hell they're talking about, <laughs> and that's very rare. Uh, Gerald, again, uh, going through funerals, going through Vegas, going through all this, and you're still here. I, I will tell you though before you leave, I went the 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 service I went for, and it's public service. So uh, just let everybody know, it's for Harvey Munford. He was a local lawmaker, state assemblyman, whatnot. He actually was a former Lakers draft choice. Uh, just to let everybody know, in the thirteenth round, like in the nineteen sixties, I believe is what was listed here. Uh, yeah, so he was drafted by both the Rams and the Lakers. Uh, just to let you know, so well, my respects to his family on his passing, and my well, condolences. If you ever needed to, to know how 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 diehard Gerald Glassford is, you just got a little tidbit of it. You know, going to ex 
Laker players' funerals. I mean, you can't get more dedicated than that. So there again, you know. but when you watch the game on playback uh, in the memorial service, the people kind of give you the side eye on that. No, that's good. That's good. Again, I didn't know that until you just told me. So, so you know, congrats on that, Gerald. Very, very, very good dedication and way to stick to your uh, to your to your blood, which is what the Lakers are. So again, guys, have a great night. Uh, I'll be following the the chat, but again, thank you for having me on. Uh, everyone yeah, else yeah. have a great night. I'll see you guys probably the next time I see you. I might sneak in a little bit, maybe Sunday, but uh, if not, I'll see you guys uh, probably on the, on the show on Monday. You got it. Safe travels, my friend. Thank you. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch the Tomorrow War before the Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say the Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. And so Joe brought up some interesting points in regards to D'Angelo Russell. The thing is, when you look at it on Paper Stone, 19 and 9, which is what you would want, in theory, your point guard to do. And you mentioned, I'm not trying to defend D'Lo, but I'm trying to play both sides. I'm playing devil's advocate here. He had some really crisp passes tonight, but when it comes down to it, you talk about the defensive enigma that he is. When it came down to the crucial minutes of the game, the crucial points that you needed, he was not there. He was on the bench sitting down. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts on the points Joe brought up. So if you don't mind, I'll try and go through them as, as fast as, as I can, as you need. but as, no. as thoroughly as I can. My um, friend, we have no time <laughs> limits here. You should know that by now. Having Laker Tom and Joe Soro on this show, you must understand <laughs> there is no such thing as time limits for this show. Perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll start with D'Lo. Um, and I want to say I want to say again that I'm very happy that we got this win. At the same time, I'm very uninspired by what I saw up until the last five minutes of that fourth quarter. Um Oh, there's a lot of flaws that came up throughout this game up until those final five minutes. We were being out rebounded by 15 rebounds, Gerald 15. Yep. And we're a team that's... To nine on the offensive boards was the total just to let you know. And that, and that was the only reason it was the, as close as what it was when the game ended was because of all the offensive rebounds we got on that one sequence. If it, if you extrapolate that, it's a much bigger chasm, right? And that's unacceptable for a team that is as big as we are. Uh, we should be, even if not winning, almost every rebound battle. But I'll get to that in a second. So I'll start with D'Lo. Joe is absolutely correct that D'Lo is an atrocious defender. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He's, I mean, that's what he is. And uh, anytime he is on the floor or Reeves is on the floor, Generally speaking, I, I wish I had the stats. Uh, I don't. I'm sure someone can pull them up. Maybe I can eventually. But um, majority of the time, the the offense is trying to find 
D'Lo or Reeves, and that's where they initiate their offense, or that is where they end their offense. One of the two. Um, either they're they're starting their set on Austin Reeves or D'Angelo because when that happens, that means other Lakers have to cover for them and play help, and then that means everybody's just out of position, or they're finishing on them because Reeves and and D'Lo can't do anything about that. So one of those two things happen whenever those guys are out there. There's two things in the NBA that are essentially cardinal sins right now with how the how NBA games work. You cannot have three um, negative defenders and you cannot have three negative shooters. You need at least three um, on both ends of the court. Like you need three shooters, three spacers, uh, and three defenders. You, you can't have you know, more than two that are, are poor at that. Um, the Lakers currently, I think, are, are playing with three. Um, not tonight because they had Cam Reddish, and I think he's probably a plus defender. But when you're running D'Lo, Reeves, and Prince, uh, Prince has the frame as a good defender. Someone brought it up in chat. I forget who, but um, he's active. That does not make him a good defender. Um, Reeves and D'Lo are absolutely cooked on the perimeter. So unintentionally, the Lakers run a defensive scheme where you're now funneling everything to AD. Um, this is not intentional. This is not how we planned on playing our defense, but it is what happens because we get past the first line of defense on the perimeter, and immediately it's up to AD to save the day. Uh, AD cannot do that every single time down the floor, and on nights like tonight where he just doesn't really feel like giving a 100% effort, um, you're left stranded. Uh, this is not sustainable for four playoff series if you want to win a championship. You need something different. Um, and I think it's always been my impression since the day that we signed D'Lo to that new contract this summer that D'Lo was eventually going to be trade fodder. I think that that, that deal that they signed him to is perfect for trading. Um, some there's always a team that's going to need a stopgap guard. D'Lo can play the one of the two, um, and it, it makes him versatile enough to fit onto different teams. So he has a bigger market. Uh, it's inflated enough to where it can get you something valuable, but not to the point where it's an albatross and nobody wants it. Um, so I think D'Lo and and Rui are the two guys you look to maybe move at the deadline. Rui is good. Re is someone I would like to keep on the team, but if he brings somebody in uh, along with D'Lo and you combine those contracts, um, I am 100% for moving him. My dream scenario would be something like Zach Levine and Caruso, and then we move D'Lo and Re and whatever is needed with our picks or uh, Christy or whatever uh, to bring those guys in because at the end of the day, Gerald, we need two major holes filled those holes are a point of attack defender um we do not have that from the guard position we only have that from the wing position which we're going to need because um there's wings that we need to defend and there's guards we need to defend and we don't really have anyone that can simultaneously you know guard wings and guards at the same time um so we need a guard defender and we need someone that's a reliable third person i think that most good teams have that reliable third person 
um, most good teams. Uh, we do not. We're, we're at the mercy of who can step up any given night, right? Uh, tonight, it was sort of all over the place. It was Delo, it was Reddish. Uh, different points of the games, it was different guys. But we need that third guy, and I, we don't have that right now. Um, I think that that is a, a concern that's getting overlooked for us, especially on nights where you have someone like Delo who, I mean, he, he did not play that well. Like, he had a fine stat night when you look at the box score, but he's – he, what did he shoot? I don't have it in front of me, but he did Tars, not shoot it? well. Who was I'm that? sorry. AD. Who was that? AD was 5 of 14, 8 of 8 from the line, 18 points, 11 rebounds overall. Yeah, 5 of 14 for a big, not great. Um, Still, the Lakers we, overall, we talked about offensive rebounding. Overall, they, they got out-rebounded by 9, just to let you know. Yeah, and like I said, it, by 9, but like 15 if it weren't for that one sequence where he got five offensive rebounds. Yeah. Um, so not great. We need someone. It doesn't have to be living either specifically. Like that's more of sort of a, a rough draft, I guess you can say, but something along those lines. Uh, we, we need to find someone that we can get as a third guy by using D'Lo and Rui. Those are the most attractive pieces that we can afford to lose with who else we have on the roster, I think. Uh, and we need them because – we need to use them because of what their contracts are like. Nobody else on our team has contracts that are sort of in that middle sweet spot. Uh, both these guys are like around 17 million. That's what we need to move uh, to get something valuable back. Um, so that's sort of my thoughts on the team and the roster moving forward. Um, I think I'm interested. I, I'm okay with moving one of Reeves or Delo, but I just think that Reeves is um, on a, a pretty stellar contract money-wise. Um, and also, Dilo probably can get you more just because he has more money on his contract. Um, but I don't think you can move forward and expect to go all the way with both Ree and um, Ree, or excuse me, both Dilo and Reeves uh, shoring up like all of your backcourt minutes. You need something different um because it's those two just are not going to work uh and the other thing my, my final thought as i wrap up this monologue um is that you cannot be playing lebron the way you're playing lebron and go all the way like lebron is he's playing great they're, they're, i'm not denying that by any means but he is 40 basically um in a month here and he's playing at a way that it's just like you have to have a number two i mean you signed ad to a max contract for a reason when lebron's sitting ad should be picking up all the slack you you have to have someone that can carry the torch when lebron is sitting and we do not have that right now uh we can't go from this half to half wondering if ad is going to show up we have to, something has to change. Uh, and as far as coaching, uh, most people that have been here long enough know that I'm not a Darvin Ham fan. I, I like that he's trying something different by, by setting Reeves. Um, I don't think, I still don't think we have a viable offense or defensive scheme set in place. Um, I think offensively, it's a lot of guys just standing around for too long. Um, it's so many pick and rolls where three guys just watch it happen. Uh, and defensively, um, like I said, we're in a funnel system, uh, partially due to 
the personnel that we have, but also partially due to the fact that um, we don't have a scheme that hides sort of the weaknesses that we have on the perimeter. So that's where I'm sort of at with the team. That's sort of my all my thoughts laid out. Uh, you can criticize or um, rebuttal anything that you want to, but that's sort of what I'm seeing after this game. Once again, it's the Lakers beating the Phoenix Suns 122 to 119. The Lakers now are 1 and 0 in their pool division, whatever play as far as in their little group that they have, their group play over Phoenix and others right there for you for the NBA Cup in season tournament. Gerald Glassford, along with Stone Hansen, truly appreciate you joining us, watching and listening, everybody out there. Uh, the Alan says, why would the Bulls make that trade? That's a good point. Why would they make? Because obviously it's going off the rails for them as well. And the thing is, with with when you're talking about Zach Levine, that contract on the back end is not going to look so pretty when it's like $57 million, I think, for the final year, roughly for that back end. But again, I can see why you want him in the short term with what offense he can provide only if he if only he played defense don't if only he played <laughs> yeah and I'm not a huge Levine fan to be honest but uh, I'm just sort of and it doesn't have to be the Bulls um, I use them as an example especially like Gerald said they're falling apart um, but I use that as an example of someone that is a, uh, a a possible third star like consistent third option uh, and then also someone in Caruso who would be a um, somebody that can be a point of attack defender. We want something that fills both those holes and checks those boxes. Like I said, someone that's a guard point of attack defender and someone that's a consistent shooter uh, as a third option. Um, and I think that we need somebody to do that. Um, and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be Levine and Caruso, but just those sort of came to mind. Um, but I, I think that, you know, plug in whatever names you want to, those are, are remain sort of the two big, uh, things we have to fill in my opinion, headed into the trade deadline. Once again, it is the Lakers 122 to 119 with the victory. Truly appreciate everybody out there in the world's best Lakers chat room. That's out there. The Lakers fast break. Adam Hurley says, I totally disagree on the whole D'Lo take. And it's funny that Torian does nothing, but nobody mentions it. Uh, let's go and mention it. Obviously not the best game, but he was here, there, down the stretch. He does play, uh, I think the best way to describe it, I think was described in our playback chat. He's active, but he fouls a lot. Uh, he doesn't play great defense, but yet he's better option defensively in the clutch than what we get from D'Lo or even Austin Reeves. So your thoughts on this, my friend. Adam is absolutely on a tear when it concerns Torian Prince right now. So that's the, that's the, in his eye right now, the, the guy that's in the crosshairs. So your thoughts, my friend, as far as Torian Prince, obviously didn't give you as far as what great stuff on the stat sheet tonight, but again, he was in when it counted the most. Yeah. Torian Prince is not a good defender. Torian Prince has never been a good defender throughout his career. I think people are misguided by the fact they call him a three and D that term gets thrown around way too liberally um, because not every six, seven player is a good defender. It's that's just not how that works. But Prince he's has a, a better f- option than the D obviously by what we saw tonight. Yeah. No doubt. Eyes of the coaching staff. No doubt about that. Um, but 
I mean, Prince is just he. What Prince is is an unreliable four spacer and someone that can occasionally get a really nice slash, as we saw at the end of this game. And we've seen throughout a couple of different games, he has some pretty nice takes to the rim. But uh, for the most part, he is someone that relies on somebody creating for him. Um, and he can generally hit wide open shots. Contested is pretty off and on and streaky for him. Um, and he is, uh, we brought him in here to be a floor spacer. That's what he's been some nights for us, and some nights it's just not there for him. He's a streaky shooter. That's what he is. That's what he brings to this team. Um, he's a better defender than, say, like a Malik Beasley, who's basically role he's replacing, essentially. Um, but that's what he's brought in here to do, is space the floor so that you can uh, allow driving lanes for LeBron uh, and AD to work. Um, but he, that's he's providing help on one side of the floor. Uh, that's why I'm more pro, pro starting Rui. Um, but Torian is not a good defender. And I think anyone who thinks that probably needs to watch more Torian closely throughout the game because he he's active, but it, it's really not helping the team at all. I agree with you, Darren. We do not have a reliable floor spacer. If anybody out there is saying that Cam Reddish is a reliable floor spacer... <laughs> Now they need to just go ahead and harken back a couple games ago to what happened in Miami that would tell you different. Uh, Guga says, hello, guys. It wasn't the best performance, uh, but at least we won in both tournaments. Hug from Brazil and go Lakers. Absolutely. Shout out to Brazil indeed. Cannot thank you enough for joining us. Craving Minion says, Vanderbilt was answer will answer a lot of our rebounding woes. He makes a good read where the ball goes. He is a good rebounder, but when you are down by what 13 i mentioned as far as got re up rebounded by 13 and 17 to 9 on the offensive glass i don't know if you could just put it unless that person is moses malone or someone thereabouts i i don't think you could go ahead and say just one individual can solve all your rebounding woes yeah and uh, yeah i agree with that the other thing too is vanda will help us quite a bit Vando probably should not be starting for us. Not that I don't think Vando is not worthy of a starting role. Uh, it's more the fact, like I said uh, a little bit earlier, is that uh, in today's NBA, you cannot have three uh, subpar floor spacers, which would be LeBron AD and Vando. Um, you need you need th space for especially LeBron and AD to work. Um, and like I said, also, you need uh, three good um, defenders on the floor at once, which, you know, obviously Vando is that. So you're stuck in sort of between a rock and a hard place. Uh, and I think that middle ground is probably Rui for me because he's a good team defender. He's a bad one-on-one uh, -on -one defender, uh, but a good team defender. But he also provides the spacing that would help LeBron and AD. So that's sort of where I view uh, the rotation, but I do think Vando should get decent amount of minutes, especially when LeBron is sitting. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Lakers do win 122 to 119. Thanks so much for joining us right here at the Lakers fast break. My friend, it's been great having you here. I'm hoping you'll be able to join us on, on many more episodes to come, but again, that's always your choice. My friend, Brick shout out to both you and Laker Nick for manning our coverage tonight on playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. 
Is there anything else that stands out to you? I mean, this Austin coming off the bench, I don't care which one comes off the bench. I just think you should have one between Austin and Austin and D'Lo coming off the bench. It seemed like a good fit tonight. And again, whether you put Austin in the starting lineup, have D'Lo coming off the bench or vice versa. Just It just seems like it's a better working arrangement because of their defensive inefficiencies. Basically, a lot for that, a whole lot better. Yeah, I actually think D'Lo is a better player than Austin Reeves in sort of a multitude of ways. I think he's a better shooter than Austin Reeves. I think he's a better passer than Austin Reeves, and I think he's a better ball handler, and that's the biggest thing to me, is he is a better ball handler than Austin Reeves. Um, we often see Reeves make second side a second side cuts, uh, and then if defensive pressure comes, he can't get all the way to the rim. He has to stop, pivot, look for someone to pass to you because he doesn't have a complex enough handle to get past that second line of defense. Dila does not have that issue. I think... D'Lo is is just a better player. Uh, I've talked about his passing. I think D'Lo is a really good passer. He can make every pass in the book. The problem has always been with him is the processing does not line up with that. He sees things a tad too slow a lot of times. Tonight it wasn't really an issue, but if you watch him closely, uh, a lot of times um, he's, he's threading the needle a hair too late and ends up being a turnover. Um, so I think... Uh, I, I would much rather start D'Lo than Reeves, to be honest. But I think um, we have to figure out a way to maximize Reeves where he's not playing um, the way that he was playing prior to this game. So uh, that's sort of where I stand with that. Uh, and as far as the, the question on who I think our third best player is from Adam, that that's the problem. <laughs> I think it depends each night, and that's – why I want to target someone that is more of a reliable third option. Um, I mean, it's it's probably D'Lo, but it's not every night. So that's somewhat of a concern to me. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 122 to 119. We'll be back tomorrow just to let everybody know. We're still got more time tonight, but we'll be back tomorrow for the Lakerholics spotlight at 11 a.m. The guys, Lakerholics.com said, let's do it in the morning, Gerald. I said, oh boy, I'll be rip roaring to go then. Woohoo! Yes, 11 a.m. in the morning Pacific time. So join us then. Hopefully, you'll be able to talk more Lakers there as well. But before we head on out, my friend, again, when it comes to what we're seeing with Darvin Ham, uh, you know, he did make the decision to do the switch on the starting lineup. But I still, there's points in time, as we've nicknamed the pockets here on the show, you know, you just see, in fact, I was talking, I was explaining to you during a commercial break, get this, everyone, we're on playback.tv and you can see it. You can actually see it on the recording if you want to, because they, they record all the, all the shows. But I'm talking and explaining to Stone about why we call it pockets. And sure enough, coming out of the commercial break, 
He's got his hands in his pockets. So just the thing I like better about what he did today, though, was he utilized his timeouts more efficiently. He did not take them home with him like he always seems to have a tendency to do so far this season. I know you're not the biggest Darvin Ham fan. I don't think that you're going to find too many Darvin Ham supporters in this bunch that, that watches the show. Your thoughts, though, on what Darvin Ham did better today than most games so far this season? Um, I think the thought process of putting Reeves, like I said, on the bench, that's a good start. I think that um, trying something different when something isn't working is always the way to go. Um, definition of insanity, we all know it. And I think that uh, Ham finally avoided it uh, by, by doing something different tonight. But I'm not sold that that Ham is a championship-level coach. Um, and with we need either a different coach or uh, personnel adjustments at the trade deadline, I think, to really go all the way. One of those two things has to happen, I feel like. Um, I think we've put ourselves in a position where the trade deadline aspect can come to fruition. I think they're trying to hold on to Ham as long as they can, which you know so be it but um i think we're really gonna know if ham can sustain this team if we get to the point in um i I think around christmas time if if we don't have a winning percentage a like healthily a healthy win percentage above 500 uh i think that we are are in somewhat of trouble because that means um, Ham has not figured out how to maximize the personnel that we have and minimize the weaknesses that we have. Um, we said it throughout the entire playback, Gerald. Uh, Zingerstein said it as well. We don't use our size to our advantage. We are one of the biggest teams in the NBA, and we need to take advantage of that. Uh, the fact that we were out-rebounded by that much up until those final few minutes um, really speaks to that. And, it's, and it, showed, it shows me every single game now that uh, we've, number one, yet to win a first quarter in terms of scoring. And number two, we've yet to win a game by over double digits. Uh, every game has been extremely close or gone to overtime. Uh, and when that's happening game in and game out, that tells me that adjustments are not being made and we haven't learned really anything from game to game. So those two things really worry me. I'm tired of clawing our way back after the first quarter or first half every game. Uh, we need to, ch- something has to change uh, if we really want to go all the way. And I think that um, by December, that's a far good enough sample size to really see if things can change um, and, you know, how this team looks by then. So, We'll see, um, but yeah, currently um, I haven't seen that yet. Just want to give it everyone an update on the in-season tournament. Woohoo! NBA Cup. You can tell my enthusiasm over this. Wait, I, we might actually be champions before anybody else. This is true. Put the banner on that. There you go. Uh, but especially if, you know, I should be more enthusiastic about it, Stone, especially since it is coming to Vegas. I'm just concerned that the Lakers do play well enough to get to that point where they are coming to Vegas. LeBron and AD have to play another game, essentially. And obviously, if you're trying to conserve their minutes and conserve their time, 
on the floor as best he can, that isn't going to help. Yeah. Who Who is our next matchup in this tournament? Do you know? Uh, that I'm going to go ahead and see. I look at the schedule okay. here. I don't mean to put you yeah. on the spot. but Yeah. No, um, we're going to do that right now as we speak. Still looking. But go ahead, my friend. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I don't think this in tournament thing means anything to the players. If I'm being honest, uh, uh, I think Memphis, Memphis, Memphis. on okay. Tuesday. Uh, well, yes, we should win that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think I don't really think this in tournament changes the intensity or anything at all. I think these players want to win because it's a regular season game. It counts for your regular season record, uh, and that should mean enough to players, especially uh, if you're off to an up and down start. I would say. Um, I think that that for both the Suns and the Lakers, I think have been sort of in the up and down area. So I think both were, you know, desperate to get this win. Thankfully we did, but I, I think that the in tournament thing, it could be a boost of confidence for us. If we were to win it all, like it could just be that sort of spark to where, you know, maybe now AD is playing consistent half to half. He's not, we don't have to worry about him playing, you know, which AD are we going to get this half? Um, or we can play, we can see maybe Austin's confidence go up a little bit and he starts hitting at a higher percentage. So things, good things can maybe happen. Uh, I think you want to win everything that you can. Um, every player should and probably does want to. Um, so I think that it doesn't mean anything more to me. Um, but I think winning the games just because they are regular season games and it counts towards that records should mean enough to these players that, you know, they're trying to win every game. So it's interesting though. And you take a look at it, West group a, where the Lakers are at right there. Uh, you've got Utah who, despite the win, it has a horrible record overall Portland, <laughs> which has suffered a lot of injuries. Yeah. We got uh, lucky. <laughs> Yeah, we did. We got luckier than we thought. And I think a lot of it's based off of Memphis's woes so far. They're 0 and 2. And with this victory on the road in Phoenix at 0 and 1 for them, if the Lakers win on Tuesday against Memphis in LA, this could bode well for this tournament for the Lakers. This could get us as a fan base more excited about it. And obviously, that's good for the league. But also, as like you said, building confidence and camaraderie on the team. LeBron said it best after Houston. He said, let's not panic because of the all the injuries. We need to get people back healthy and on the court before we see what kind of team we really have. I get it, but still, there are some glaring weaknesses that we've seen that from these players who have not been able to play up to their capabilities for the most part from what we've seen in many cases. But when they put it all together, when they put enough of it together, okay, when they put enough of it together, they're still a very formidable team. Yeah, there's, I think, three three modes you can be in at this point in the season. You can be uh, in, in in cruise control. You can be in skeptic mode, which is where I think we probably are. And then you could be in siren mode, which is probably where most Memphis fans are at this point, where <laughs> you're one and eight. That, if we were one and eight, then I would be you know that that's when we start sounding the alarms and freaking out it's you know category five hurricane coming through um i think right now skepticism uh should be where we're at where um you know we're, we're not sounding any alarms we're not panicking by any means we have injuries uh those injuries once you know those players hopefully are healthy soon uh well will help us maybe get to a place where we can go in and cruise control and not have to worry as much but uh, i think right now um with 
everything we've talked about today uh, with, you know, some of the personnel we have, the coaching, uh, those things, I think we should be in a little bit of skeptic mode. Uh, we don't have the, you know, as a contender, we're not at the top of the standings. So I think skeptic mode is a healthy place to be. And I think that's probably, I would assume where you're at and, and that's where I'm at as well. Memphis, uh, Craving Minions, who would you trade for if you're talking about Memphis as a good trade partner? I mean, I don't think they're going to give up Desmond Bain anytime <laughs> yeah. soon or Triple J. Or Smart. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All their, all their best players are probably still untouchable. And I think, I don't think Memphis probably panics until they get draw back and then they really see where they're at. But they, they should be trying to figure out something different right He's now. He's saying Kennard and Smart. After what they just gave up to get smart, I don't really see them moving smart. I would love smart. At smart would be amazing, but I don't really see them giving up quite this quickly on him after they just moved what they did to get him. They are Once one again, and eight, sorry. but yeah, sorry. they are they, one and eight. Absolutely, no, no, no worries, all good. Actually, yeah, one and eight right there. They did lose today at home to the Utah Jazz. Ah, <sighs> Desmond Bain with thirty-seven points, but yeah, he's just not enough. He is doing all he can for the the. He is playing at an all NBA level right now. He, he's I've been watching Memphis games. It is crazy what he's doing right now. And the the worst part of this Memphis, I don't want to turn this into the the Memphis fast break, but um, the the worst part of this and what I think does apply to the Lakers if it gets to the, you know, any sort of near this point is it's difficult to figure out what is going wrong in Memphis. That there's identifying the problem is difficult and that makes it extremely difficult to find the solution. Uh, and the Lakers right now, I think have sort of different levels of issues, um, but we can still identify them, which is, you know, uh, a positive because we know what solutions are needed. When you're in a situation where you can't identify what the problem is, that means you have no solution. So, uh, we don't ever want to get to that point, but I think it's you know something to uh, look at as an example to where um, if that ever were to occur, we um, that that's when you sound the sirens. <laughs> now uh, he said Canard also for shooting because you know last year he was shot close to if not right around the fifty percent mark from behind the arc. This year it's not been quite as good, but he's known as one of the best sharpshooters in the league. As long as he can stay on the floor because he does get abused on the defensive end. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd rather have Kennard on the floor than Torian Prince, but uh, I, I mean, I just don't really know if Memphis would do that. Um, like I said, I think th they want to change something. I just don't know if they're willing to you know, cut their losses with Smart that quickly into the season. And maybe, but uh, maybe not. I'm not sure. Want to give everybody a rundown what in the NBA what happened this evening? The Kings over the Thunder, one hundred five to ninety eight. Mavericks still playing well. There, we're gonna to have to talk about them here about the them, or you could talk about the Drippers. The Clips gonna clip. They're zero and three in the James Harden era, one forty four to one twenty six. Timberwolves beat Wemby. Those uniforms for San Antonio Stone. My God, that's all I'll say. Uh, Timberwolves uh, playing very good basketball right now. They're six and two, one seventeen to one ten. Jazz, like I said, one twenty-seven to one twenty-one over the Grizzlies. Rockets, somebody stop the Rockets right now. You call them one of the hottest teams in the NBA on playback. 
104 to 101 over the Pelicans. The Celtics keep winning 121 to 107. Hornets over the Wizards 124 to 117 and the 76ers over the Pistons 114 to 106. I was saying early in the, you know, I know that the Pistons had an early big lead, double digit lead on the 76ers. And I said, eh, wait and see on that one because, you know, what that happens with the Pistons, they're, they're that bad for a reason. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, any observations fun, that you're they're seeing fun. so far? Oh, uh, yeah. As far as observations, oh, real quick, I'll answer Intel Wild. Um, asked how's life treating me what are you up to these days if you don't mind sharing life's treating me decent uh i am in the process of moving i'm gonna move to nashville so i'm getting things prepared for that but it's good to see you again and hear from you uh thanks for asking how i'm doing and you know hopefully i'll continue to see you um but in terms of observations uh piston i've watched a lot of nba um pistons are a lot of fun they're not very good but they're a lot of fun um, so if you have league pass, I, I definitely would suggest tuning in here and there for them. Um, Wembenyama's must see TV, uh, and then what even in those uniforms, oh, unfortunately. Yeah, that uh, one thing I'll say, um, which I'm sure every contending team is doing, and their fans, but is look at who's off to a bad start. Obviously, the Wizards are. Who do the Wizards have that are available? Kyle Kuzma is really interesting if we could grab a hold of him again and have a reunion. Um, the Wizards have shown a propensity to do the OKC Thunder, which is take picks with other contracts, let those contracts play there for half a year, and then move those contracts for more picks and then continue that cycle. So if Kuzma, for whatever reason, was available. And I think he might be because as soon as he signed that contract again with the Wizards this summer, I always thought that it's because they want to trade him. Um, we have two first-round picks to move. I would not mind moving D'Lo in two first for Kuzma and a little something in return. So just someone to keep an eye on that I'd be pretty interested in you if he were to be available. I think he's become a pretty average defender i'm not going to say he's good but i don't think he's bad anymore well and he I wasn't think, bad when he was on that 2020 he had totally transformed himself yeah. into a credible and, defender during that that bubble season yeah and i think that at that point at least for me i was still skeptical if it was a fluke season or if that's who he was now i think that we can you know decidedly decisively say that that's who he is and then i think on offense he's someone that we can rely upon to be um, a third option and and be that sort of guy so I'd be pretty interested in Kuzma um, and you know if it took D'Lo in a first or D'Lo in two first and one of them's like lottery protected and we get something back or something like that uh, I'm spitballing I don't have an exact trade so don't get it on me too much but um, something like PG? that PG Craving Minions was asking about the package like that for PG uh, I, which I, just, I don't, I just, they would not do, by the way, because D'Lo yeah. would be the third point guard that they have on that team. I, okay, so I'm interested in PG, obviously. I think every contending team would be. I'm interested in really any of those PG or Kawhi. Are the Clippers interested in moving them? That's the big question, um, and I think it's too early to know because the Harden experiment's only been like four or three games. So it's it's too early to really say that he'd be available Yes, I'd be interested to answer that question. 
I don't know how much longer they go for this experiment. I don't know um, if they finish the season out with all these guys, but I think after, you know, spending so long to get Harden, it's a little premature for them to probably look to move one of their, their big name players this early into the, the experiment. Once again, it is the Lakers winning 122 to 119. We will be back tomorrow with Lakerholic Spotlight, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. The guys will be back. The recent birthday boy, Jamie Sweet, and of course, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom. I cannot thank Stone for stopping by here on the show. It's been truly great to have you on. I will also be providing a show on Sunday as well. Don't forget, we've got all the great coverage there for you coming up for the next game for the Lakers on Sunday. So definitely looking forward to seeing what the Lakers can do because the Lakers next game is going to be at 7 PM on Sunday against the trailblazers. So it's not an in-season tournament game, but still a game and matchup against a very winnable game coming up on Sunday. So looking forward to seeing that, but my friend, there is a possibility we could be, getting a little bit better i understand that you know a couple wins here and there may not change everything in your eyes but at least you can get that ball rolling once again a win is a win gerald and the more that we get the better the more we could string along even better hopefully this trend continues after this win uh, and i'd love to see this team 600 by the time we get to christmas like i think that that's probably asking too much but i i think that's when we can really feel good about ourselves i think that uh it's gonna be it's gonna be like joe said an interesting season that's i'm gonna concur with him on that um it's been a lot of fun being here i've enjoyed watching this game and the last time i was on hopefully uh, i'll be on here and there uh I'm, i won't be here for every game like i said too i'm in the process of moving so um i'm, I'm sort of busy with that but i do plan on you know uh, joining and popping in more uh, occasionally throughout this season and, and watching some games with you guys, having some fun discussions, getting my thoughts out there. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I always love watching basketball. I always love talking with you guys. So um, hopefully I uh, can do it a little bit more. Uh, we would be blessed if you can, and you are always welcome here. Know that. Once again, it's Stone Hansen. Truly appreciate all the time that you take right here for us. And again, Big shout out to you and Laker Nick. Laker Nick, you guys get the game ball. Cam Reddish is on one side. You guys are on the other, just holding the game ball because Laker Nick really bringing it home for the pregame and on playback, and you coming bringing it home for playback and here for the postgame. I'm telling you what, I truly appreciate it. Uh, big shout out again and big thoughts and prayers are with the, with our good friend, Magic Man, Sean Grice, hoping everything works out for him and hope everything's going to be okay. Big shout out to Joe that he makes it safe back from Phoenix. You never know with Joe. <laughs> Looks like he, when you saw him on earlier tonight, didn't want to say he could look a little bit tipsy, but he says he never gets drunk. He says he's like Captain America Stone. He never gets drunk, but I don't know. Kind of he was, he was having a healthy amount of fun, I would say. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely indeed. Uh, but it, once again, it is Stone Hansen. Please check him out whenever he's here. Uh, are you still on Twitter, my friend, or no? Uh, I have a Twitter account. Uh, one day, maybe I'll, I'll get back on there um, and continue things. But 
I'm taking a bit of a hiatus, but if you want to follow me or look at any of my past work, you're more than welcome to. I'm at report underscore court on Twitter. Um, I have a lot of basketball thoughts on there. I used to do a lot of draft related stuff, so you can make fun of my bad takes or compliment my good ones, whichever you prefer. But um, I, I had a lot of draft content there, so uh, you can check it out if you want to, I guess. Until wild, the eyes. The eyes do not lie with Joe. <laughs> they were redder than my they're, hair used to be. Let's just put that Yeah, one. they're a little pinkish. A little pinkish. Yeah, a little pinkish indeed. But a big shout out to Joe for stopping by in whatever condition he was. He did not embarrass himself, but he provided some deep insight. Uh, and of course, Stone, incredible as always. Laker Nick, God bless you, my friend. Truly appreciate your way you stepped up tonight. Uh, and then, of course, big prayers for Sean. Uh, please have him in your thoughts and prayers tonight, and hopefully he will back with be back with us as soon as he's able to, indeed. So, tell you what, though, great win for the Lakers, 122 to 119. We'll be back tomorrow morning. <sighs> no rest for me. And then I got to wake My morning, my weekend will start, Stone, with Laker Tom and Jamie bickering back and forth. Oh, boy. I Is there a better so way? Is there a better way to start your weekend? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. I can maybe, think of it. You might be looking like Joe tomorrow morning. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I might be looking. Check my eyes tomorrow in the morning just to see, just in case. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us. We'll be back with Lakerholic Spotlight. Who knows what they'll rip on, but they should be at least happy because the Lakers won 122-119. to Maybe they'll talk about Cam Reddish. Maybe Laker Tom will go ahead and try to see if we can trade Cam Reddish for any all-star player out there after tonight's figures. We'll see. We'll see indeed. But yes, Intel Wild, we won, baby. Absolutely. 122-119. We'll see you tomorrow. And of course, it's going to be the start of a great Lakers weekend. Obviously, all the wall-to-wall coverage for the Lakers on Sunday. But please join us. Always join us and be a part of what we do each and every time out right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.